What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the coronavirus took over Wu-Tang? Forget it. He's rolling. Welcome in. I, I, I didn't do my research. I didn't I, because I... I, I, I it's all over. It's all over. I don't think I've been this, like, kind of, you know, like, buzz. I don't think I've... He bit my ear. This journey this to the journey. middle. You'll meet them all again on their long journey to the middle. What's up, party people? It's Journey to the Middle. Everyone. How's What's it up? going, bud? I'm I'm good. How are you? Oh man, I'm great. I'm great. Um, now, now the people can't see you, man, but you got, you got a thing going on there. You got like a headband and some crazy hair going. Yeah. I've been told that I look like a sushi chef. So I'm, I'm rocking. It's right <laughs> awesome. Um, looking good and Nando shaved everybody. So he's not a gruffy. Yeah. I did too. I did too. It helps with the mask, you know? Yeah. I don't think we're going to have a video on this one though. I, I think, I don't think we're looking our best today. Mm-mm. Um, you know, look, we're we're still inside, so we're a little scruffy these days. Well, the good thing is people can't smell us. Well, I shower like a normal person. I don't know about you. I shower once a week now. <laughs> once a week? Oh, good. Oh, I'm kidding. Everybody at work must love you. Well, they have to stay six feet away from me, so. <laughs> yeah, but if it's every week, I mean, that's that smell is gonna that's gonna be that's an eight foot smell. That's an eight foot smell. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we got, um, a, a lot of things going on in the episode. Uh, you know, you got our intro there from animal house, little John Belushi from for you. Um, so that's, I kind of think we're not going to do a video episode of this one just because we got so much going on for this episode. Cause we're going to do some inspirational speeches. Yeah. We're going to be playing some stuff and it's going to be hard for me to move back and forth. I think so. Maybe it will turn out okay. Maybe you get, you'll get to see Nando, and we'll be like, oh, that turned out fine. We'll just put it out. Well, if we put it out, then people get to see my little dance that I had earlier. I, I can absolutely put that in. I'll put that, like, in the intro song. Right. <laughs> of you doing that little dance. <laughs> Something to look forward to, everyone. Me yeah. dancing. If, if anything, it will make greatest hits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking I might do, like, go back to old episodes and take – take off some greatest hit stuff for like when we hit our year. Oh yeah. And then yeah. there's, there's a little of that, a little of the shimmy. Um, yeah, man. So I, you know, uh, I think everything's pretty much the same as last time been working, yeah, um, yeah. getting out when I can going on, you know, getting my running back up and, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go for the half marathon this year. If they ever, uh, I have gatherings again where I can do that. One of those. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, um, I, I wanted to do um, a little bike ride, but the past couple of days it's actually been pouring. So it's been crappy out. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I dusted off the bike. I cleaned it up. I, yeah. I didn't put air in it yet because I looked outside and I'm like, well, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah, my kid's been riding her bike all over, man. She's going out for like an hour at a time. And then she'll come back and she'll like rest for like half an hour. And then she'll be like, I'm going to go out again. Wow. <laughs> she's, she's like, I need to be outside. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> need to be to be young and have energy, you know? Yeah. I, t- I took the, the dog for a walk because he's, he's getting really good on the leash. I, we went for a nice three-mile walk around the neighborhood, you know, so that was nice. Nice to get out here and there. I got my oil change today. Yeah, exciting stuff around here, I tell you. <laughs> See, <laughs> what, we, what we should be doing right now is we should be going to concerts and stuff and oh, getting out and enjoying life. But I can't wait. Like – uh, you know, obviously we talked about this last time that, you know, I had to cancel my Vegas trip, but yeah. it was mostly centered around going to new places to eat. So that's what like kills me. Cause I'm like, man, like I could go for like one of those like steaks that we're going to have out there or like just a, a new, a new place to like eat like some, some, some fish. I don't know, you know, whatever. Have you ever gone to the hidden pizza joint? Oh yeah. Okay. You've been there. It's not so, really that hidden. It's like, Everyone says it's like hidden, but like when you get there, like I, I, I guess you can't ask anybody where it is. No signs. The, yeah, there's no signs anywhere, and there's not a sign on the outside, but like there's always a line. Yeah. So you could kind of see that hallway and be like, there's something back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time I was in there, I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, is it like a secret pizza place? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, That's sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went with somebody who knew exactly where it was, so it was – not even that big of a deal but but it, but it is kind of cool though because like the first time that, that I, you know that i was there i was kind of i didn't know where i was going mm-hmm. you know my friend knew where he was going you know same as you so yeah. i'm just like following him around like you know, i think it's the cosmo yeah it's the cosmo yeah and i'm like i'm like all the way upstairs people yeah i'm like where the hell like, the machines are downstairs you know and yeah. he's like oh no no i gotta show you something cool I'm like all right <laughs> yeah the vegas is a weird place man there's lots of things to find and that's yeah. that's why we keep going back i don't know well Jacqueline wants to wants us to go and um, hit every casino, like uh, spend a, a night at least in all of them. All at least the major one ones. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll yeah, that, that's, I don't know if you could do them all, unless you only do hit one slot machine. Because like the strip looks small. Yeah. You actually start walking. It's, you're it's like, a, holy shit. And but, but she, a lot farther away than I thought. Yeah, but she wants to like stay in them, like. Like, let's say this trip, we stay in the Bellagio next time okay. Caesars. So, gotcha. Yeah, I've been in a different hotel every time I've been there. Yeah, we haven't even made it to the north part of the strip. Like, she hasn't even seen Stratosphere yet. Okay. Yeah. Like, at all? Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. Just from a distance, but I'm like, I'm not walking down there, man. Like, screw that. Like, unless we get an Uber or a taxi. <laughs> it's not well, look at those, they got those trams, like the trains that run behind a few of the, you yeah. know, that's the way to do it, too um yeah have, have you taken her downtown no uh, that's a lot of fun it's weird as the hours get later it gets weirder down there but the last i you know the first time when i went last time was the first time i spent like a significant amount of time downtown and uh it was a blast we had a good time there happened to be like two festivals going on it's like the iheart radio festival is going on yeah and the um life is beautiful festival was going on and there was, so then on top of that, there was um, like just stages set up to, all over the downtown part of the strip. So there was, I mean, there was music everywhere. 
So that was awesome. Yeah, that's it's like a you know like one of those rock and roll half marathons that you have where you have. Yeah. You know. You know it's funny. I did one of those, and I wore I still wore headphones. <laughs> well, it's because when you're running, when yeah. I got closer, I could pause it, you know. But when you're running, they're not there the entire time. They're only there every like three miles. Yeah. You, you know that's. Yeah. Um, the cool thing was when I did that one, when you go like under McCormick place and you're like kind of underneath everything, mm-hmm. they had, um, they had a band down, uh, down there. And so it was echoing through that whole thing. So for like a mile, you can hear these guys. That was pretty cool. Were, were they a good band or like, I mean, if you get, they were good. Band, I mean, there was no bad bands there when we did that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I, dude, I, from a distance, I hear my kids like in and out of their rooms, like closing the doors real hard. Slam, slam, Man. slam. I, exactly. The one started playing trumpet. I don't know if that picked up on the mics, but I'm like, what is she doing? Yeah. I yeah. feel like halfway through, um, Jacqueline's going to walk in, so you'll hear door opening. <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> I'm being attacked. Yeah. So what were you saying? Well, I was uh, going to ask you if you'd seen the uh, the Last Dance the documentary for the Bulls. Oh yeah, the last one. Dude, I love that one. That was, I like so far, each episode has been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. Um, straight up bitches. Dude, <laughs> you I know love that part. <laughs> when I when I look back and and I've told this to a lot of like newer basketball fans, I, I look back and I'm like, man, Jordan played in a tough era. Yeah. And I kind of feel like they, they do show that, you know, when they when they oh play with the Pistons, Pistons, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And like some of these newer fans, you know, I understand they're younger, so they didn't see that, you know, growing up, but like. Not just Jordan, but the the whole Bulls team got like manhandled when they were playing against them. Yeah, you know, I mean, they got oh. punished. You know, well, that was the interesting thing. If you look at Michael Jordan when he first started out, how skinny he was. Yeah, and then as time grew, time went on, and how much bigger he got. Mm-hmm. Like by the end of his career, you know, and they show that like he's like, all right, I got to muscle up. Yeah, I think guys, and I want to I want to be pushing them around. Yeah, I think from. When was it? The 1990 season to 1991, he put on like 10, 15 pounds of muscle. Yeah. You know, because, you know, for you said, I mean, like he was he was getting tossed around like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I the Pistons stuff was great. And, yeah. like, I don't know if you've been seeing all the stuff Isaiah talking. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, whatever, you know? And just he's like. He's like, that's how it was back then, and you know all this, sh- all this shit talking. Yeah. And the Bulls now are just like, okay. Well, cause I like how Jordan like calls him out, and he's like, no, man, he's an asshole. Like, fuck that guy. Well, and this too, which I didn't even think about, but um, Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the Dream Team. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't, and it was because of Jordan. Oh, because Jordan beat him up. Like, for I'm that. not playing if he's playing. <laughs> and they're like, oh well, I guess Isaiah Thomas isn't playing in the Dream Team. Uh, Bye. <laughs> yeah, I think the next next Sunday is they're gonna cover that. Okay. So. Yeah, I didn't realize that because I mean he was. I remember him like seeing pictures of with him, Magic, and Larry, mm-hmm. Larry Bird. But I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that Isaiah Thomas wasn't there. Yeah. Well, they had Christian Leitner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was on the dream team because he was still in college. They had to. I think they had to pick a college player. Oh, okay. Something like that. I'm like. Yeah. But anywho's, um, so I, I bet leading into the episode that, you know, Phil Jackson gave a lot of inspirational speeches. 
I'm sure he did. I'm, I'm sure he did as well. Yeah. Um, now, now's the time. Now we got to get into the inspirational speeches. Now I picked, um, I tried to like find so, some stuff that was not a sports movie. I mean, I, granted we got some in there. Yeah. Um, but I tried to stay away from the sports movie if I could, but it's not easy. And they kind of feel like uh, inspirational speeches are, are almost geared towards that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, what are they, other than that, what are they aspiring to do, you know? Like, um, you know, chase down the girl at the airport. You know, maybe there's an inspirational speech right there. I don't know. Um, uh, but one thing as I like to do is I have a rule. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you spring these rules on me. When well, we're here's, here's the thing. So I, I didn't want to, uh, I, I didn't want to tell you what the last one was. Mm -hmm. uh, the but one yeah. that we, the one that we both have in common, but I'm like, I'm going to have to figure this out because I need him to be prepared. Yeah. So one of the speeches that you choose, and it could be any of the ones you have to do. I have to do it? You have to do it. <laughs> Instead oh. of me playing the clip, you got you to gotta pick one, and you, that's the one you have to do with the speech. Okay. I know um, what mine's going to be. You know what? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick it out real quick, but I'm going to have to get the words because I don't, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to know the whole okay. thing. I, I, I'll have to pull up the words of mine, too, because I have them, but I actually didn't get that screen ready. Damn it. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a second while I talk about Luna Isol Boutique. All right. And uh, give you a second to do that, and then, uh, you know, we'll come back. We'll come back around. So, ladies and gentlemen, fans of Journey to the Middle, Luna Isol Boutique, individually handcrafted bows. Each one is made from quality full leather. Several bow designs available to fit everyone's style. Everyone's style. They got a lot of different stuff. We talk about it all the time. They're changing it up. They're finding new things. There's more than just bows now. They got wristlets. They got earrings. You know? Uh, Nando, what do you got for us for Looney Soul? Um, well, you mentioned the wristlets and uh, the new earrings she's got. They're called like little baby buds and pink sparkle ones that are available. And I actually got up one of these that are little stars but it says little stars look so sweet on tiny human ears so over <laughs> <your today. laughs> very nice check them out guys they are on facebook they are on instagram luna Isol boutique all right so i'm gonna jump into mine real quick here my first one um it is from the the movie pursuit of happiness and the speech is called dream now this has will smith um he's kind of a down on his luck guy he is selling um this like x-ray type machine i can't remember the actual name they use but it was like inferior to like current x-ray technology um, but he was trying to get by and uh sell these things it's just him and his kid um his kid is played by his son jaden smith the interesting thing about um this is the movie is a true story of uh, a guy named christopher gardner um, and the, his son in the movie was actually, I, I guess in real life was more of an infant rather than, um, Will Smith's son in this movie, who's probably playing somewhere around the age of six, maybe seven, something like that. Um, interesting, uh, 
I'm going to, I might butcher this last name. I'm going to try my best. Dan Castellaneta, voice of Homer Simpson. Mm. I hope I did that all right. Well, um, it's, it's, on <laughs> it's, it's a long name. There's a lot of letters, man. It confuses me. <laughs> um, so there, there's a scene where, he, so Dan is in the movie, like physically in the movie, not just doing a voice. So he's in the movie and there's a part where he asks Will Smith's character, Chris, for a donut. So kind of referencing Homer. Yeah. So that's a pretty cool thing, I thought. A nice little fact for you. You know, uh, interestingly enough, I considered doing this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I watched the movie and I'm like, man. And I was like, I remembered watching it and I'm like, man, I, I like started tearing up. I'm like, maybe I should not Because <laughs> it's a good movie. It, it really it, is. It I is like a it. good movie. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't look up, I didn't want to get into specifics on how well it did or anything like that. Um, but I really like the movie. I don't know how well it did in theaters. Um, I think plenty of people still need to go see this movie. Um, you know what's funny is when I looked up this, looked up this uh, speech, this movie, you know, happiness in the movie is spelled H-A-P-P-Y-N-E-S-S. Um, so they spell it, it's not a real spelling, it's not okay. an initial word. Um, okay. But they spell it like that because of, I think it's the, the kid's daycare. Um, there's something on the wall that says happiness spelled with a Y. Um, when you look up this movie, like you can t start typing in the Google or YouTube or wherever you're looking it up and it will not come up with the Y spelling. Hmm. Like it, you know how it auto populates? Yeah. It doesn't come up with the Y spelling. It's really odd. Yeah. So if you type it all the way through and put in the Y, it will find it immediately, but it's really weird. I don't know. Side note. <laughs> but anyway, so here is the clip from Pursuit of Happiness. Right. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. You want something, go get it, period. All right, so let's pursue to happiness. Yes. <laughs> could you, and, uh, hopefully you could hear that one okay. That like of the ones that we picked, like that one's the volume is really low on that one. Um, so I hope you could hear it okay over there. I heard it. I think the, the the beginning part hopefully was a little low, but maybe. Yeah, maybe I, I think it picked up well. I try I tried to test it before we actually did the show and everything, so I think it picked up all right. Um, but yeah, so pursuit of happiness. I mean, he's talking to his son there, like right before that scene starts, he's like, he's telling him how bad he was at basketball and like that he shouldn't even really try. So I forgot to set the scene, but. Oh, come on. You gotta I know, I know. Um, but so, yeah, that's kind of where he comes from. And in, in the, the movie, there's a, there's a lot of different scenes like that where this guy is just down on his luck, man. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, it's a, I think a perfect speech for that part of the movie right there. So Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. And you said you, you almost picked it too. I did. But like, um, like I said, it, it's, it's one of those movies that, you know, you look back, um, 
and and you feel for not, not just you know Will Smith's character, but for his kid, you know, because you know obviously his his dad's struggling, you know, to 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 keep his family together, to keep you know keep them actually didn't even have a house for him at that point, you know, they got kicked out. Yeah, like there's a scene where they're like in the bathroom, right? Yeah, yeah, where, where they're sleeping in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's and you know just just remembering that movie, you're just kind of like, oh man. And his dad's like, you know, don't, you know, don't ever give up. Don't don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. Not even me. Yeah. You know, it, it it's it's just, it's just a powerful uh, a powerful message coming from him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, it's funny because so I told you that you have to do one of your speeches. I'm going right. to do, obviously do one of mine as well. Um, and that one's pretty short. <laughs> that one's pretty short. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should just do that one. Um, but. I picked a different one. It's a bit longer. I, I tell you what, though, some of the some of the stuff on my list here, the, these speeches are long. They're like yeah. two, three minute speeches. I'm like, I'm not doing that one, especially with some of the emotion. You know, yeah. you got to capture that emotion. I'm I'm almost considering doing mine in the voice of the actor. So we'll see when I get there if I uh, if I'm up for it. Okay. Well, good luck to you on that. Um, so go so go ahead. Set the scene for yours. Let's hear it. I'm not gonna do this one because I don't think I could pull this one off because the, the the actor's a girl, so I don't have a girl voice. This one is tough, and I tell you what, trying to find a good clip of this one was tough as well. But right, <laughs> and you know what? And I wanted to show off in case we did do like a the YouTube show of it. I have a Jin Urso pop. So, yeah, yeah, you were showing. You'll have to show me like, um, you could hold it up to the camera, but I think we're probably not gonna put this one up on YouTube. Just. There's a part where we I, I had to kind of edit out that you guys may have heard my daughter playing her trumpet in the background. Yeah. So um, so we had to kind of do a slight edit there, but and I think for that reason we might not put the sun up on YouTube. But oh, that, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, well so let me set up the scene for uh yeah for my, real quick. Uh, it's it's Rogue One, and it's it's for star wars it's one of those movies that's kind of in between the movies like in between uh three and four and what happens is the rebels need to uh, capture the plans to eliminate the death star you know uh jen urso's dad hid the plans so she she wants to rally the troops you know go to their base and take the plans but like no one believes her and Mm -hmm. that's kind of like where uh where we're gonna pick up the scene now this starts Okay, I'll just play it. Here we go. <laughs> Plead for mercy, scatter your forces. You give way to an enemy this evil with this much power, and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. The time to fight is now. Every moment you waste is another step closer to the ashes of Jedi. You need to capture the Death Star plans if there's any hope of destroying it. You're asking us to invade an imperial installation based on nothing but hope. Rebellions built on hope. All right. I think that's the whole scene, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, I looked at it ahead of time to see, like, okay, I got to know when to stop it. I'm like, that's the spot. All right. I think the, the, the last part of it is, like, when she says rebellions are built on hope, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's what um, uh, Diego Luna's character says to her before. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, yeah, like, that's what they're built on, right? They're built on hope. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool scene. Um, like I said, that was a tough one to find a good clip of just because there was actually, I think a lot of people loved that scene. Mm-hmm. So there was like other 
videos that people created with that speech overlaying other parts of Star Wars and like it was crazy and different music and everything and I'm like I want the right one um but yeah I think a lot of people love that one I when when I saw that on your list I'm like holy shit I remember that okay that's a good one that's a good one and and to be fair um I actually liked Rogue One over most of the other Star Wars movies mm-hmm. yeah um, and mostly because of you know because of this speech because like you know in the, I think it was in you know, episode four, where they say, you know, like a lot of, I think it was episode four or episode five, a lot of good, uh, you know, men, people died trying to retrieve these, these plans. And then like cut back to like, oh shit, well, you know, all of the Rogue One people were, you know, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. I don't know. I lost my train of thought, but good pick. Good pick. I like, I like to pick a lot. Um, and I tell you what, bud, since we're, since I'm saying it right now, I liked your picks. Like oh, you I, I've already seen all your picks. I liked them. I was very happy to see that we only picked one that was the same. I'm surprised you only had one that was the same. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I think we both went different directions, so it worked yeah. out really well. So, um, all right. So my turn now. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying that I would do – I, I can't believe I got to do this before you. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is a speech. It's called, it's from the movie Stripes from 1981. Uh, my man, Bill Murray. Now he's the one doing the speech. Um, this movie also had John Candy and Harold Ramis in it. Um, the speech is called We Are Mutts. I think if you have seen this movie, heard of this movie at all, you already know the speech that I'm going to do. Um, I think maybe I should probably play the the clip too, so see if I give it if I can't give it justice. But um, so interesting thing that uh, Bill Murray, so Harold Ramis was in this movie, and Bill Murray insisted that he play his best friend in the movie, so that because the, the movie was like highly improvised, um, and so Bill Murray, like a lot of this stuff in this movie, he improvised, and Harold Ramis being like a big huge you know part of his career and great friends um you know he's like i want him there so then i can ad lib and i can do the things i want to do um so that's how harold ramus got the part pretty interesting stuff um also interesting and you're gonna like this fact uh bill murray um showed up three days into the shooting um because he was too busy going to cubs games (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) my hard coast fan which is great I like, I saw that fact. I'm like, I got to at least, I got to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, and then the other thing too, and I don't know if you know who this guy is. Um, there's a guy that's in the movie. His name is uh, John Larroquette. Um, John Larroquette's from most notably from the show Night Court. Mm-hmm. Um, 80s show, pretty old. Um, I watched it a lot. So um, near the end of the movie, Larroquette was transferred that his character was transferred to the to Arctic Command. Mm-hmm. So on the show Night Court, like there's a part where he reveals that it's you know obviously just part of the show where he reveals he was a captain in the US Army Reserves and his commanding officer shows up like on the show at one point and tra- um transfers him to duty in the Arctic Circle. Oh okay. So it was kind of like a parallel to the to yeah. the movie. It was pretty interesting. 
I haven't. I actually haven't uh, even seen that movie, the the Stripes one. Right, it's a great movie, dude. It's old, but it's still still really good. Um, so, I'll I'll I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So the the scene is um, they're kind of like in a barracks, like garage setting or something like that, and so the so they're in they're all in the army. I got to tell you about the movie a little bit since you haven't seen it. So they're all in the army, and they're basically like Bill Murray. Bill Murray's character, character, and Harold Ramis's character. Um, so it's, his name, Bill Murray's character, is John Winger. So Winger's sitting there, like he's he's kind of like you know not doing anything with his life, and he convinces his buddies, like, hey, let's go into the army, um, for whatever reason. I don't remember exactly why, but obviously he ends up with a band of misfits, and they're all just trying to you know be sol- not really trying to be soldiers. They fuck around most of the time. And then, like, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, like, the sergeant gets hurt or something like that. And so they have to kind of train themselves. Oh, okay. So, anyways, the speech is called We Are Mutts. <clears throat> Ready? Oh, yeah. All right. We are all very different people. We are not Watusi. We are not Spartans. We're Americans with a capital A, huh? You know what that means, do you? That means our forefathers were kicked out of every decent country in the world. We are the wretched refuse. We are the underdog. We're mutts. Here's proof. His nose is cold. But there's no animal that's more faithful, that's more loyal, more lovable than the mutt. Who saw Old Yeller? Who cried when Old Yeller got shot in the end? Nobody cried when Old Yeller got shot. I'm sure. I cried my eyes out. So we're all dog faces. We're all very different. But there's one thing that we all have in common. We're all stupid enough to enlist in the army. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Something seriously wrong with us. We're soldiers. But we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. We're 10 and 1. Now, we don't have to worry about whether or not we practiced. We don't have to worry about whether Captain Stillman wants to have us hung. All we have to do is to... Be the great American fighting soldier that is inside each one of us. Now do what I do and say what I say and make me proud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now hopefully I do it justice. I don't know. Nando seems to enjoy it. I thought it was pretty good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, do you want to hear the actual clip? I think we should. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now, I liked your rendition of it. I felt the heart in it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So here's the actual, the actual clip. Um, now, mind you, depending on how you search for this, some people call this we're mutants, but most of the speech is done as we're mutts. I think this people got it confused. But anyways, here it is. We're all very different people. We're not Watusi. We're not Spartans. We're Americans with a capital A, huh? You know what that means, do you? That means that our forefathers were kicked out of every decent country in the world. We are the wretched refuse. We're the underdog. We're mutts. Here's proof. His nose is cold. But there's no animal that's more faithful, that's more loyal, more lovable than the mutt. Who saw Old Yeller? 
Who cried when Old Yeller got shot at the end? Nobody cried when Old Yeller got shot, I'm sure. I cried my eyes out. So we're all dog faces. We're all very, very different. But there is one thing that we all have in common. We were all stupid enough to enlist in the Army. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Something seriously wrong with us. We're soldiers. But we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. We're 10 and 1. Now, we don't have to worry about whether or not we practiced. We don't have to worry about whether Captain Stillman wants to have us hung. All we have to do is to be the great American fighting soldier that is inside each one of us. Now do what I do and say what I say and make me proud. Yeah, there you go. All right. So I, I forgot about how he says some of those things where, where he's, he's like, um, the American soldier part. Yeah. We're American soldiers. And it's funny to watch this video because, like, the part where he's asking about old Yeller. Mm-hmm. So, like, the John Candy is sitting there. He's just kind of, like, you know, like, doing whatever. And he's like, um, then he finally says, and, and he's like, I cried my eyes out. And John Candy just kind of shakes his head like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. I did. I was raising my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think Bill Murray did a better job of that. Um, Well, he probably rehearsed it a lot more than you did, too, though. I bet you he didn't. I bet you he could probably just whip that right out. (laughs) I mean, that's... He ad like I said, he ad libbed like much of the movie, so he probably just, you know, I mean, that's Bill Bill Murray's character. Yeah. He speaks that whole thing, you know. That's just him. Bill Murray. This is Bill Murray. All right, man. All, All right, right, so it's me. Ugh. Yeah, hit me up. What you got, yo? All right. So when I first saw this movie in uh, in movie theaters, I I watched it, and I, we're gonna talk about the, the the kind of the final scene, the final speech of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I left that movie theater like just pumped, you know. And it's like one of those movies, like you kind of just like as a dude, you're like man, let me just fight someone or punch someone, you know, like you just kind of feel like you're like, ah, I want to get into a fight, you know? Yeah. Um, but obviously I didn't, you know, the, uh, the movie I'm talking about is 300. I was going to say, you're going to tell us the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like to do suspense myself. So right. I, I hear you. <laughs> Jacqueline's over here. Like that movie sucked, but whatever. Uh, um, you know, I, I'll tell you this. I, I don't love that movie. You don't. Um, I didn't even really remember the speech that much. Oh. Yeah. Well, so, like, l- let me set it up for you. It, it's, it's the end yeah. of the movie, right? And th- the reason it's called 300 is because Leonidas, who is, you know, the, the king of the Spartans, has 300 of his best guys uh, go to try to defeat the army of Xerxes, who's trying to take over um, you know, Sparta and all of Greece and pretty much kind of like enslave all of them because they were they were like a free a free country. And so he's like, no, no, man, we're not having any of that. I don't care if there's, you know, 
20,000, 30,000, 100,000 of you guys, you know, we'll take you out. So what he does is he gives his, his uh, I guess it was his commander or general. He says, you know, just give this final order. Tell everyone to remember us. Tell them that free men fought here. And, and then we can, uh, we can hear the clip. All right. Yeah. Here is uh, the final speech from 300. Remember us. Simple an order as a king can give. Remember why we died. He did not wish tribute or song. Monuments, no poems of war and valor. Wish was simple. Remember us, he said to me. That was his hope. Should any free soul come across that place. In all the countless centuries yet to be, may all our voices whisper to you from the ageless stone. Go tell the Spartans passerby that here, by Spartan law, we lie. So my king died, and my brothers died. Barely a year ago. Long I pondered my king's cryptic talk and victory. Time has proven him wise. But from free Greek to free Greek, the word was spread that bold Leonidas and his 300, so far from home, laid down their lives, not just for Sparta, but for all Greece and the promise this country holds. Now, here on this rugged patch of earth called Plataea, that's his heart's base obliteration! <laughs> Just there, the barbarians huddle. Sheer terror gripping tight. Their hearts with icy fingers, knowing full well what merciless horrors they suffered at the swords and spears of 300. Yet they stare now across the plain at 10,000 Spartans commanding 30,000 free Greeks. Oh! The enemy outnumbers a poultry three to one. The large variety Greek. This day, we rescue a world from mysticism and tyranny. And usher in a future brighter than anything we can imagine. Thanks, man! Tell Leonidas and the brave 300 the victory! Wow. You see me running in the field. Ah! <laughs> that guy in this fucking eight pack, dude. God damn. <laughs> I've got one too, but it's just protected by a layer of beer. Yeah. 
I got there's eight underneath all this. <laughs> I, I think that pumped my dog up. I heard the dog start barking. Oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah, leave it to you to pick the longest one so far. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and I was gonna I was gonna do this one, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I wanna do this one as the the one that I have to read. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, that would be terrible. <laughs> um yeah that's it, that that does give you pumped up a little bit man i might yeah. you know it might fight some people leaving the theater on that one <laughs> <laughs> you wanted some of this i'm 300 man i'm one of the yeah. 300 i got 300 people behind me right. you know you, all right so like you were saying he picked like the, his 300 best guys right yeah so i'm like i don't know man after maybe like 30 you know that probably starts to dwindle on talent a little bit you know I you're like and how do you settle on 300? You know, you're like, all right, 300, that's probably good. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going up against, how many was 100,000 or something? I think, yeah, it was a ridiculous number. It's a but ridiculous he, number. Yeah. You know, so I'm only going to take 300 with me. Well, because he had to cover it, like, because the, uh, the E4 said that they were not allowed to go to war, so he called them his personal bodyguard. That's how he kind of, like, got away of, Oh, I'm not going to war. I'm only I'm taking a walk, and these are my bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, anyways, but decent pick. After I watched the clip, I'm like, all right, that's a good one. Yeah, it gets um, it gets the blood pumping, you know. It does. It gets the blood pumping, and it's not yeah. sports. Jacqueline but, says no. No. Yeah. Tell her I agree. <laughs> all right. So, um, I I as, as I was saying, that wasn't sports. I'm going to get into sports now. Um, this one is like probably the first one I thought of other than the one we both have in common. Mm -hmm. Um, now this is the, any given Sunday speech by Al Pacino inch by inch. I was going to do this one too. I figured. Yeah. That's why I kind of thought we might have some more that were in common. Yeah. Um, 1999, uh, Al Pacino, Dennis Quaid, uh, Cameron Diaz, Jamie Foxx, James Woods, from uh, you know the Family Guy school, yeah, and the Simpsons, <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, also LL Cool J. So um, a lot of people. So it's funny. Um, was it Jamie Fox? So he's Willie Beeman in this movie, right? A lot of different people were like trying to get this movie, and I guess like um, they <laughs> they call him Sean Combs, but Puff Daddy um, originally was going to play Willie Beeman. So he was originally going to play a quarterback in this movie. Now was it, was it Puff Daddy or P. Diddy at that time? I, maybe it was P. Diddy. Because I know he's gone through like a phase yeah. of different names. Yeah, he likes, yeah, P. Diddy was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, after they saw him, like, so they had him come and like, you know, throw some passes and stuff and they were like, no, you're not going to be believable. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to music. So in rolls in Jamie Foxx, who was an athlete in high school and everything. I mean, he looks the part. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, there's a part where Willie Beeman does, like, a music video. I don't know if you remember it at all. But it's, like, it was, it's cheesy as all hell. But um, he's, like, he's, like, what, what does he say? He's, like, my name is Willie Beeman. I got the ladies creaming. It's horrible. And he's like shirtless the whole time. He's got like half naked women walking on. It's terrible. But anyways, like I thought about that video when it was Sean, uh, when it was Diddy. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just Diddy now? 
I think it's Diddy, yeah. Yeah, when it was just Diddy. I'm like, well, that makes sense if it's him, you know. Um, But Jamie Foxx being that he is a musician kind of plays that part pretty well as well. So, but anyways, anyways. Um, (laughs) uh, The speech that I'm going to play, um, it's actually based on a Marty Schottenheimer speech to the Cleveland Browns in the 1989 AFC Championship game. So I thought that was really cool. It was actually based off of an actual speech. A couple other things about the movie. The NFL refused to assist this movie in any way. Um, Terrell Owens does appear in the movie, but like only in uniform, like catching a touchdown pass. And instead of his normal number on his jersey, which is um, 81, he had number 82 even though it did say, did say Owens on the back, but that's because the NFL was like, we don't want any part of this movie. And that's how they got some like an NFL player in there. And yeah. some of the other guys that are in the movie that w- were like former NFL players. So that's how they kind of got around that stuff. Well, that's good. At least they got, you know, some people in there. Yeah. Did you see any? Oh, you've, you've seen any given Sunday, right? You know, I saw it, but it was like pff, at least 20 years ago. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's a, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, I based one of my fantasy football teams off of Any Given Sunday. Um, what did I call them? I think it was like Stephen Beeman is what I called called my mm-hmm. football team name. So kind of stole that. But anywho, you ready to hear a clip? I'm ready. All right, here we go. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes. Flipping. Oh. Biggest battle of our professional lives. Okay. All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team, or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, 
one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. With our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that's what living is. There's six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. As football guys, that's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? Woo! I see you all dancing in the background. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're going to die! That was a long one. Um, you know what's funny? I was watching this clip. Number one, um, I forgot Bill Bellamy was in this movie. Oh, yeah. Bill Bellamy of, like, MTV. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch this again. Just because, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you have to rewatch yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but I was also like, now, I've played sports. Um, I don't think I've ever experienced a pep talk of that nature. Yeah. But I was watching it, and it's like, you know, they, they're panning the players and uh, they're showing like how intense their eyes are getting. Cause like, they're like, you know, like, well, like they're, they're about, I mean, he's talking about dying and these guys are like, they look like they're ready to go die for football. We yeah. have like, man, I wonder, you know, and I know these speeches are done in NFL and pro level and stuff like that. But like, you know, I, sometimes I find it hard to believe that it's like, that they're also just all of a sudden like, Rah! you know, they're ready, you know. They're ready. I mean, you might get, you get boosted a little bit, but like to be that crazy, I mean, you got to see the scene. Yeah. You know, they got, I think it's Lawrence Taylor. He's a, he's sitting there like this. He's like, like something bad's about to happen. He looks like he's about to like just stab somebody, you know. And then they show LL Cool J. He's got like these funky like gold rimmed glasses on looking all like hip and everything i'm like all right and then jamie fox starts walking through between everybody you know like 
oh, let's do it, you know. <laughs> Dude, I, it's pretty I, intense. I, I think it's great, you know, like, uh, I mean, you know, we, we both picked uh, a football movie, and I kind of feel that, you know, with football and with hockey, you can have these kind of speeches because it's, like, full contact. Like, you're uh, out there, and you got to, like, like you said, you got to fight for every inch, man. Yeah, you're out there, and you're out there, and you're fighting. You're you're, you're fighting for it, um, and, and it's not to take away from any other sport, Baseball. you know. But <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really what I thought of. You know, I mean, right. most of my sports playing was done in baseball. Me too. And it's, and like, it's like if you like seventh inning stretch, all right, you're down by the three or something, right? You go, let's say you go, let's say there is a halftime. You go into the locker room, you get this pep talk. You know, I, I guess it happened with the Cubs. It did, and it, and it worked out for them. Yeah, but like then you then you you come back out there, you're all rah rah, and you're like, oh, I'm not up for like five five hitters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, your adrenaline goes up, and then it's gone by the time you're up there. Yeah, you know, unless unless you're in that situation of, hey man, this is a World Series, or you know, it's the ALDS, NLS, you know, like whatever. Um, like unless you're in that situation, I kind of feel like it's it's difficult to get to that that level where you know football mm-hmm. hockey it's full contact you got to freaking run for it you know yeah i mean i played baseball in high school i played tennis and it really wasn't kind of like well you know I'm, I'm i'm down like you know three points to one or whatever in, in tennis yeah i mean i not to relive old glory days or anything like that but like i had a situation when i played and it was like the american league championship i'm pitching i'm up on the mound like i'm giving myself the pep talk you know so, but that doesn't, I don't know if that translates to something like this to where it's like, you know, you got 50, 52 guys just all, all of a sudden like ready to go, yeah. you know, and it's funny because the whole locker room in that scene is going crazy, right? But like, mm-hmm. well, you're on the bench, guys, sit down. <laughs> Still down. Still down. Yeah. Simmer down, simmer down. <laughs> all right. Um, you said you got a football movie. That's next, right? Yeah. You know what? And I think it's perfect that, you know, that, you know, we both picked our, uh, you know, our sports movies at the same kind of point. Yeah, that works out. Yeah. I think um, I moved mine to do that, actually. But Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mine is uh, Remember the Titans, and it was actually based off a uh, true story. Let me see if right. I can pull, pull that up real quick. Um, okay, so I'm looking at Remember the Titans, and it's, it's based off a true story where Coach Herman Boone, portrayed by Denzel Washington, and he tries to integrate the T.C. Williams High School football team in uh, Alexander, Virginia. Virginia mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and the, the speech that I kind of picked was their, their halftime speech when they're at state. They're, they're actually losing. And their, their, their star player, he's already gotten into an accident, so they don't have him on the defensive end. And he, he kind of just tells them, you know, hey, guys, you know, you know, all I can ask of you is that you go out there and you do your best, whatever happens, we're going to hold our heads up high. And the character of Julia says, no, that's not how we're going down. Right. All right. So here it is. All right. We're in a fight. Boys are doing all that you can do. Everybody can see that. Win or lose. We're going to walk out of the stadium tonight with our heads held high. Do your best. That's all anybody can ask for. Go ahead. 
coach. In all due respect, uh, you demanded more of us. You demanded perfection. Now, I ain't saying that I'm perfect because I'm not. And I ain't going to never be. None of us are. But we have won every single game we have played till now. So this team is perfect. We stepped out on that field that way tonight. And uh, if it's all the same to you, Coach Boone, that's how we want to leave it. Then the other coach jumps in and says something not important. <laughs> coach jumps. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, it's funny because, like, so Coach Boone says that thing, you know, it's kind of, you know, go out there and do your best. That's all I can ask. I'm like, that's a setup, dude. The whole movie, the yeah. entire movie, you're like, I want perfection, God damn it, you know? And he's been riding them, too. He's like, I'm here to win. I don't care what you guys, I'm here to win. Yeah. I'm here to win, and that's it. Yeah. Um, great movie. Uh, great pick. Um, yeah, that movie, you know, just going beyond just the inspirational speech, the just the, the topic of the movie of race and integration, mm -hmm. and these guys just getting to know each other um, and becoming friends. Um, it's, it's a fantastic movie. There's so many elements to this movie that just really hit. We actually rewatched it on, um, I want to say it was like either Saturday or Sunday. Uh -huh. Just because I was like, you know what? I'm like, this is, this is probably going to be one of my picks. And I'm like, let's just throw it on and see what happens. There's, know, a couple, there's a couple of good speeches in that movie. There's one where they go to Gettysburg. Yeah. Um, and he does this whole spiel there, which is great. Um, there's another one where I just remembered just because of the movie title where he's like, and they will remember the day that they played the Titans or something like that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, like, it was that, yeah. that speech was right before, um, halftime. Okay. Yeah. And I was considering doing that one and I was like, man, like that's a, that's a good one too. Cause he's like, don't let them gain another yard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, I was, I thought about that one too. Um, just, just like you remember the Titans was kind of, kind of right there for me maybe putting it on the list mm -hmm. um i couldn't find a good a good speech so i was looking for like just what you found i didn't even think of this one so yeah nice nice job <laughs> nice job i i see we are narrowing down the choices by the way of which one you're gonna do yeah so i'm i'm what what do we got two left we, we've got two left and um two left so I'm going to put my money on one of them. I'll see what, how it turns out. Just so you know, you're right. <laughs> well, you don't even know which one. All right. Um, so I'll jump into my next one. Um, this one's pretty iconic. Very surprised it's not on your list. Um, now, this speech, I'm not going to tell you the name yet. Okay. So this speech was filmed August 6, 1995, in front of an old airplane hangar that once housed, housed the Enola Gay, which dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima exactly 50 years earlier on August 6, 1945. Can I guess the speech? Yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Is it Independence Day? Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> Independence Day. Obviously, the final speech um, given by the president uh, that is played by Bill Pullman, not Bill Paxton, you know, people get that one mixed up. Uh, 1996 movie, uh, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum. Um, and we got Dennis Quaid's brother from my previous pick, 
Randy Quaid, who like does the cheesiest line in the movie where he's flying his plane up into the, the alien spaceship and he's like, up yours. Like, I, I can't remember if it says motherfucker or something like that, but he goes like, up yours. Like, <laughs> um, but then you also got Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. uh, to add a little che- uh, more cheese to the whole movie where um, he uses a line from Jurassic Park in this movie as well. It's, must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> trying to do my best Jeff Goldblum there. Um, so parallel to another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of cool thing I found out while I was checking out this movie is the White House interiors used in the movie were also used in uh, the movie The American President, uh, Mars Attacks, and Nixon. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, now, also, too, uh, I didn't want to get into the numbers portion of movies, but I thought this was kind of neat. Uh, fastest movie to 100 million, seven days. Second fastest to 200 million, 20 days. Previously held by Jeff Goldblum's Jurassic Park. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then the movie was also allowed to film on actual military bases, which I thought was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it holds the record for the most miniature model work. Which, um, when I read this fact, it was pointed out that it will probably always hold this record because of movie technology these days that they don't need to use miniature model work. Yeah, that's true. Interesting stuff. Um, So without further ado, I give you your president. Less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. You will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Ah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I wanted to say, like, I love this movie, <laughs> and it and it's it's another one that has Will Smith in it. Um, but dude, it was like so badass when I first saw it because I was like, yeah, like we're all gonna go fighting. So yeah. I really, like this is another one that I was like, Matt's gonna have it, so I should probably steer away from it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think a lot of my picks are pretty uh pretty matte 
in here. <laughs> um, it's, it's such a good movie, though. Like, cause, like, I've always really liked this movie um, so much so, so that I watch it on in or around July 4th every year. Um, it's like one of my favorite Will Smith flicks. Um, yeah. You know, he got picked for this movie um, because of his work in... Um, oh, shoot. Now I forgot the name of the movie. Um, ah. I, I blanking now, even though I knew it a second ago. Well, I thought it was just like Fresh Prince. Not the Fresh Prince. It was before that. Well, during that, he did a movie, and it was more of a dramatic role um, where he actually showed like actual acting props, um, and that's why he was picked. Actually, you know, picked to do this movie. Um, it's a kick-ass movie. Um, oh, yeah. part, I, so I know that one part in the movie when he's dragging the alien. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, he says something about like the smell or something. I can't remember the line, but he s- says something about the smell. And that was actually ad-libbed. Um, not the welcome to earth, right. <laughs> which is my favorite. Welcome to earth. <laughs> um, Dude, Will Smith is so good, man. I, um, I actually was talking to one of my friends before they, they, um, they cast Captain America. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, Will Smith would actually be perfect for that role. And I'm like, you know what? Like, he actually would have been perfect for that role. Like, if, had they not picked Chris Evans, I would have been like, dude, you got to get Will Smith to do that role. Um, he's, well, I don't know, man. Uh, Captain America's pretty jacked. And, like, even in the comics, he was, too. So. Yeah, but, but, dude, he was, like, pretty, pretty swole for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, during, like, when he filmed Ali. Yeah. Like, he gained a ton of weight for Ali. Um, a fan, another fantastic movie as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So welcome to Earth, huh? Yeah, welcome <laughs> to Earth. <laughs> oh, right. my uh, turn. It's your. T- is this the one? No, it's not. Okay, I thought it was the next. I, all right, I my vote was the last one that you're gonna. It do. is the last one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you guessed correctly. Okay. All right. So this one and. I know when I when I wrote it down and you were like, I don't know if I could read that. I'm, I'm like, he's probably talking about this. Like the the Turok Makto speech. Oh, his yeah, his name. Yeah. So it's I was like, like I have no idea how to spell that. And I'm like, man, maybe I should have looked it up. <laughs> it's there. Um, I, I was going to write it down for you. But if, if you look it up, it does show his name on, on part of the speech. Okay. So um, the movie that I picked was uh, was Avatar. And I know you said like, you know, we were going to, like, do, like, a lot of budget or box office hits, but, like, this was, like, a movie that was budgeted for $237 million, and it made $2.7 billion. Yeah, and there's an Avatar 2 coming. You said box office hit. This movie outdid Titanic. Yeah, it outdid the Titanic. I said, I, I said box office hit. It wasn't one. Sorry. I had to, I no, had to no. So, so Jacqueline's it's asking me. It's one of my favorite movies. I had to intervene. This movie beat out Titanic. Uh, James Cameron only outdoes James Cameron. Jack, I don't know if you could hear Jacqueline in the background. She's like, you're acting like it wasn't a, a box office hit. I'm like, no, no. Like, I, I said it was a box office hit. Like, it did. $2.7 billion. Um, I love, so, I love how she's correcting you. No, I know. And, like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like believe me. Like, I'm giving, I'm giving props to this movie. Um, and then we actually watched it a couple of days ago in preparation for this too, because one, um, we both love that movie. I think she loves the movie more than I do. Yeah. But it's a great movie. Um, and, my, my and we to, Sorry to cut you off. My kid yeah. used to love this movie and watch it all the time. 
like and she would request it like every like night like we'd be like oh what do you want to do oh well, let's watch a movie all right what do you want to watch avatar Avatar, and it's only three hours. <laughs> well, and then we got Disney Plus, and she's—I think she's watched at least twice since then. Yeah, which is great because I actually didn't own it before, but now, like, yeah, like you said, we have Disney Plus. We have that now too. So I'm like, yeah. And we met Laz Alonzo, which was no, played which was awesome. <laughs> we took like six pictures with the guy. He was, he was so cool. That's um, cool. So, like, let me lead you into the scene. Um, yeah, we have Jake Sully who's played by Sam Worthington and uh, Zoe Saldana is there as uh Neytiri. And what happened, um, they've, att- they've attacked home tree. Um, this, they call them the sky people, you know, people from earth, whatever mm-hmm. they've attacked their homeland. And, and Jake Sully takes uh, the guy's name or the, the pterodactyl looking guy is Ter- Tarak Makto. And he, he was like, you know what? I'm Tarak Makto now. And this is what I'm saying. We have to unite all the clans and we have to tell the sky people they can't come in here and destroy our world. Like, and that's, and that's like his motivational speech to, to everyone from uh, Pandora. All right. Sky people have sent us a message. That they can take whatever they want. But it's not new. No one can stop them. We will send them a message. You ride out as fast as the wind can carry. You tell the other clans to come. Tell them Tarik Makto calls to them. You fly now. With me. My brothers. Sisters. And we will show the sky people. That they cannot take whatever they want. And that this, this is all there. Ah. Rally all the troops. <laughs> it's crazy. Like each one of these scenes, they basically, they're, at some point, they just start yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're yelling their speech to, you know, drive home the point and <laughs> We gotta go and do this. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like a, a speech about something completely different. Like, now we're gonna go out there and we're gonna go grocery shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like that's like a today's speech, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do it for the produce, not for the meats. <laughs> there you go. We must gather all the toilet paper. No, oh, the toilet paper's gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. No, it's turning into a meat problem now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a meat sh- meat shortage. Yep. Ugh. Crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, man, Avatar, awesome. Love it. Good stuff. We've got some good movies so far, man. We got some good movies. Um, now, this next movie I've talked about on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go in depth. I'm not going to go too crazy on it. Um, but I... If you want to know more about this movie, go back to our favorite things episode where I talk about Goodwill Hunting. So this is a uh, 1997. The scene is Matt Damon's character with Ben Affleck, who plays Chucky, and um, obviously Matt Damon is Will. 
Um, they're kind of, they're sitting out like on break from their construction job, talking about just their day and whatever, what's going on with their lives. And then it leads them to the speech. Um, this one I think is motivational. Um, some might feel a little bit differently about it, but I think it's like giving the character motivation mm-hmm. for um, what he should do with his life. So I'll play it. You go at something, none of us. Oh, come on. Why, why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this. Is that what I fucking no, want to? No, no, no. Fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing this shit. That's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a pussy to cash it in. That's bullshit. Because I'd do fucking anything to have what you got. So would any of these fucking guys. It'd be an insult to watch if you're still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a fucking waste of your time. You don't know that. I don't? No, you don't know that. No, I don't know that. Let me tell you what I do. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. We go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? for about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb when I get to your door. So I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. Just left. I don't know much, but I know that. There you go, a little goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. You know, I think everybody's, uh, everyone's mind always goes to the... Um, Robin Williams, Matt Damon scene. Yeah, that was I. I really like that scene. I, yeah. I should say I love that scene. Um, it's not really motivate. It's not an inspirational, motivational speech because he's kind of like, you know, it's like a breakthrough moment almost. Yeah, because like, well, like Matt Damon's like he says something about Robin Williams painting, um, and that tears him apart because yeah. it like had something to do with his wife who has passed. Um, and Robin Williams comes to the realization that he's like, that's exactly what he's trying to do to me. But this kid doesn't really know anything yet. Right. So great speech. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I found that I remember, I went to that one first and then I, I remembered this one and I was like, I think it's a cool scene. You know, this is, this is one of those movies where there's so many good spots in it. Yeah. They can just relate to in some way, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's that's why I love that previous scene with Robin Williams, and I love this one too. So, and well, also, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's like it's a it's a great movie. Yeah, you know, just the whole thing, you know. Yeah, I, and my my favorite really is the end of the movie. Um, there was supposed to be, and again, I, I talked about this on that one episode, but there was supposed to be a, a possible different ending to this movie. Um, but I love the ending of the movie is where um, Robin Williams finds that note from Will mm-hmm. um, and then says that he went to go see about a girl and he's like, son of a bitch stole my line. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we got, we got like a, so far, I think a movie for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we do. Hopefully we do. Um, yeah. I, I think so. I think we're rolling pretty good on these movie picks here. Well, and, and I like the fact, you know, like, I think right now inspiration is a little bit what, what we need. 
positive yeah. energy, you know, positive things to look forward to. So I'm and glad if, we're doing this, you know. And if you guys have not figured this out yet, for the last couple episodes, that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah. Is we're really just trying to give you guys something to listen to to hopefully forget about all the shit. Yeah. So something to laugh at, you know, look at my stupid hair or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should Maybe. take a picture and post it to the Journey to the Middle page for everybody. <laughs> I do got that one in my text messages that you sent me last week. I should just save it and post no. it. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you a new one with a shave. A clean, it's not even clean shaven. It's like, this is already like two days old. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So now I know what your next one is. So yeah. Um, so do you want to set the scene? I will set the scene. All um, right. So I picked, this one's actually part of a, a, a trilogy and it's the second movie of the trilogy. And what's happening in this, um, well, maybe I should give the name of it. It's, it's Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. So this is the second movie, right? It's the second one. Yeah. And what's happened is Samwise and Frodo have been captured by uh, the young captain of uh, Faramir. And Frodo at this point, he's distraught, he's lost. And he's like, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. He's been carrying the ring this whole time. And he's like, you know what? I, I have to, it's my quest, but I, I just can't do it anymore. You know? And so then Samwise kind of just looks at him and he's like, he's like, no, man, like, I'm not going to let you go down this way. And so this is the one that I, I picked that I was going to read out for everyone. Okay. And then, and then hopefully that I do a, a little bit of justice. All right. So I wanted to give you a little surprise again. Mm-hmm. so i got something for you oh no now are you ready to do your speech you got it in front of you i've, I've got it all right i got a little background music for you oh jeez. now now i can't i can't do this in the, like the voice of, of sam but if you want me to try it i'll try it Frodo looks to sam and says i can't do this sam sam says i know it's all wrong by rights we shouldn't even be here but we are. It's like the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. The shadow, even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't, because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? That there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. So nice hopefully, yeah, hopefully a little bit of justice there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got, you know, the one, one thing that, uh, Sean Astin, right? One yeah. thing about his uh, character right, playing, playing him is the way he says Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Frodo. I think you got that down really well. <laughs> there, there, there's one thing I want to point out real quick. When I was in high school, I was in a speech team. And you know, what we did was we would have like a, uh, extemporaneous speaking, impromptu speaking, mm-hmm. dramatic acting, and like th- there was another one, uh, another acting, like a humorous one. And so 
at one point I wanted to do the dramatic acting scene. Right. Mm. So like my buddy and I entered into this one and we're like, all right, you know, like this is going to be a dramatic scene and we're ready for it. Everybody inside the room, including the judges were laughing. So (laughs) (laughs) this is not good. (laughs) That's awesome. But, But you know, like I tried and I'm like, man, like this completely went the opposite direction of where we were heading, but they're like, Oh man, that was great. And we're like, no, like this we're is doing dramatic. Yeah, we're trying to be dramatic about this, and you guys are dying of laughter. But we tried, you know. So this is back in my high school days. <laughs> well, at least you tried. That's all that matters. I did try. <laughs> um. So, whoops, I hit the wrong button. Um. So I. That's that's the last one. That's we waited a- all the way till the end. Mm-hmm. So we do got one more, um, but. Before we get into that, we're just gonna we're gonna sign off and we're gonna leave you with the one we both agreed on. Well, wait, you're not gonna play the clip? Oh, you want me to take, play the Lord of the Rings clip? Well, you played your clip. That one be I did. All right, here you go. Sorry, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Here's the real Lord of the Rings clip. It's like in the great stories, Mister Frodo, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger, they were. Sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was with so much bad talent? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. The shadow, even darkness, must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Fudo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? There's some good in this world, Mr. And it's worth fighting. There you go. <laughs> There's no one at the end going, Rah! No. <laughs> yeah, the end's worth fighting for. The world's. <laughs> so, <laughs> any who's, any who's, uh, Lord of the Rings. Any who's, I like that. I heard it somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so good pick, Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm sorry, but I think he did it better. Oh, I'm sure he did it better. I know he did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did not laugh at your version, though. Thank you. At least I made some progress in that. (laughs) Oh, there you go. All right. So um, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you were inspired by all the great speeches. Mm -hmm. Um, Nando, thank you for your great picks. Thanks. (laughs) Hats off to you, sir. Um, Journey to the Middle. 
rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends. We love it when you share it. Yeah. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, check us out on Facebook and check out Luna Soul Boutique. And go ahead and send us an email if you feel like it, journey to the middle at gmail.com. Um, once again, I'm your favorite host, Matt. Over there is Nando. Nando, can you do me the favor and say goodbye to the people? Goodbye, people. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Let me One tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that.